Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life, and be more dog. But Sean Raz from Raz Radio. He's from Raz Radio. Razzes are gone. I'm your Sean Mother F and Raz. I'm with the Raz. I'm with the Raz right now. Where is Mother F and Raz? Join me, Sean Raz, for the first 52. Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com. The simple power of two. It's time for a TF-52 flashback. What happens now? Does she sue? I would. She can't. Well, who, who should go? Was well, she going to go into the, the the same court? The same people that get paid by the, the, the that are controlled by the, those those councilmen uh, or council people? It, it's it. The, she's going to involved in that game. You can't fight city hall, man. They tell you you can, but you can't. Well, until we all stand up and start, uh, you know. No, no, no. Let's just stand up and ignore it. It'll go away. Yeah, I'm sure it'll just go right Let's away. I try that th- with the kid. It doesn't happen. Let's do our own thing, right? And forget what they're talking about and not pay their, their taxes and not abide by their uh, unjust rules. And let's just live our life peacefully and, and have a voluntary interaction. And if there's a problem, you know, if somebody uh, aggresses against us and steals our property or something, then we, then we respond accordingly, you know? I mean, that's a nice thought, but that's not the way it is. <laughs> that's a nice thought. That's the way it was. That's the way it that's should be. That's the way be. it was, but it's that's not the, the way, way it was. is. So what do we do now? Well, we do what they did. is they, it, We ignore their government. We we uh, demand, or we don't demand, we uh, make ourselves independent from the, the forceful government, and then we start all over again. Is this something you foresee happening rapidly? and. Oh, it's going to happen. Empires never come back. They always fall. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen in my time. And most empires uh, only last 200 years, so we're actually ahead of the game at this point in time, but we're at the at the end of our empire. You know how long fiat you, currencies have? Do you guys have feel it? like that in, oh. in the state of the world right now? Definitely. Just, just as watching. Do we feel like what? You really feel like the empire will fall. Oh yeah, the oh, empire yeah. has right to now? fall. It right now, fall. not right now. Currently? In the next, in the next ten years, it's yeah, going to yeah. fall. You, you feel and, like so. The two of you feel like people are race. aware enough. You feel like enough people are aware enough. It has nothing for to do the with empire the empire to fall. No. It has nothing no. to do with their awareness. It has to do with the the, the, the radicalness. Do with that? It, no, were the it Russians were the Russian with the population of Russia aware when the USSR fell? No. Not at did all. they make it happen? No. It, it's the government fell. Were the people of Rome aware of what's go. going on? You know, were the people of East Germany aware of what was going on? No, empires no. fail because they they they, they just it's, fail. That's just they're they're not intended to survive. They they, they they spend all the money, they take up all the resources, and they destroy the country that they're in. They're a fucking virus, just like from the movie uh, The Matrix. They're a cancer. It's the yep. same thing. Hmm. So it's going to have to fail. It's going to have to fall. It's going to have to die in order for us to get past it. And fortunately enough, um, there is surviving it in the long run, but it's not going to be a, a pleasant 
situation. It's not going to just it's not going to just go away. There is no treatment for it.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Offering is the truth, nothing more. <laughs> On how many of you all missed that sound? It is Tuesday, July 11th, 2017, and the first 52 is back, my friends. Yeah, we took a two week off. You know, I, I didn't know the holiday was coming, and we had a rough week the week before the holiday, and I had so many different things to do that we just weren't here. And I apologize, you know, I hate not being here, but sometimes life, uh, Life dictates what can be done, and we have to do what life says to do. But we are back. It is it is us. Sean, my wife Lexi, Fortoad is gallivanting around Guatemala somewhere, so we won't hear from him this week. Uh, but Lexi and I have more than enough to talk about. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll cover a lot of different stuff. And we're going to get some farm safety in a little bit from our buddy Bob Tuscan. He'll be joining us probably around 7 o'clock. Uh, we're to discuss farm safety. You know, he is doing the movie Growing Freedom that he's, he's been working on for a while now. And, you know, sometimes you have to have safety around your farm. And be careful not to hurt yourself. Because it happens. Anyway, it's been a, a great couple weeks here. Uh, when I talked to you guys last, my boat had just sank. Honey, I got you up. You over there? I'm here. There you are. Yeah, when last time I talked to you, my boat had just sank. So I'm very happy to report that I have a new boat. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on that this weekend. It was a very wonderful time. It was, was, was. I hope everybody had a safe and, and awesome 4th of July. Uh, Dave kind of gave me some crap because we didn't do the show on the 4th of July. Uh, because, you know, our show is based around the Constitution. We should have been. Sorry we have children to entertain <laughs> on holidays. You know, we actually had to like do stuff Goodness. with people. So we apologize for not being here. But, again, we're here now. Uh, it, it's been a, a chaotic couple weeks i had a bunch of stuff pulled up for the past two weeks now uh and and we had a really big storm so i lost everything so kind of just going from the cusp tonight but that's okay we'd like to do that something it can be more fun that way plus we got bob and bob is bob is always good for some entertainment and some good information i know you booked that one honey you've been looking forward to that i know bob's one of my favorites you haven't had a, we haven't had him on since you've been back nope so we'll get into all that kind of stuff later on uh, anything interesting happen that you want to share with the people out there, honey? For me? Yeah, for you. Well, 
you know, just been living life. The boat was super fun this weekend. It went really well and no problems and was beautiful and, you know. Nobody's just, dead. Right. Exactly. It's great. No, nothing sank. <laughs> <laughs> Everything stayed afloat. Yep. It's been a good week. You know, there's a bunch of different things I want to touch on. And one of the funny one of the funny issues that's going to be coming along here, honey, is what did we watch last night? Um, oh, The Matrix. The Matrix. That was your choice. Yeah, I know it was my choice. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for this, this advertisement to get out of the way here. And three, two, oh. Living in a video. <laughs> I guess you should have the volume turned up on the computer. So are we living in a video game? Are we actually part of a giant simulation? I don't think you can know. I think you can argue that whoever has written the simulation, whatever super entity has written the simulation, could make it so sophisticated that even your memories are a result of this of being programmed by the simulator or simulatrix. So the question is at some level irrelevant. But another level, I think we would have to agree it's unknowable. So for those of you wondering who that is speaking, that is Bill Nye, the science guy. And, you know, I don't really uh, link over to him too often, but he was in this, this story that came out today. Uh, what's it? Uh, July 11th, uh, July 10th, I'm sorry, came out yesterday. U.S. military reveals $65 million funding for Matrix projects to plug human brains directly into a computer. Now, I... We watched it yesterday. I didn't see this story till this morning. Isn't that kind of weird that I, I wanted to, I forced you to watch it last night. You didn't force me well, to watch you, it. You just wanted to watch it, well, and I didn't protest. Well, yeah, I didn't tie you down or anything. Right. I mean, yeah, it's not like, uh, a, like to change it to the couch <laughs> and made you watch the, words there. the Matrix. It's but kind of off. I mean, but it's kind of just weird, you know. It's coincidental. It's very coincidental. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see what the system would do. System could. Uh, the U.S. military has revealed a sixty-five million dollars of funding for a program to develop a brain chip allowing humans to simply plug into a computer. They say that the system could give soldiers super senses and even help treat people with blindness, paralysis, paralyze, and speech disorders. They might be able to help me finally. The government might actually be able to help me finally. The goal is developing an implantable system able to provide precision communication between the brain and the digital world, DARPA officials said. Now, you know if DARPA is involved, anybody out there in the conspiracy world knows that DARPA is pretty much... uh, not somebody you want involved in anything. <laughs> it has selected its five grant recipients for the Neural Engineering System Design Program, which is began, began which it began at the start of this year, which they probably began at 10 years ago. But they're just telling us about it now. Kind of like chemtrails. They're going to tell us about them soon, but that's okay. We'll get there eventually where we know the truth about them. So what do you think about that, honey? Well, I mean, I think it's interesting. Um I don't really know what to say on that. I I think people have enough problems on their own trying to uh, live in the world that they're in to begin with. And now we're plugging them into an alternate reality. I think it might be a little confusing for some. Uh, uh, How many people are already plugged into an alternate reality, though? Exactly. I mean, how, how much time is spent staring at a phone or a TV or a computer 
throughout the day. I mean, technically, most people are already plugged in, I guess, if you want to call it that. Pretty close to it. I mean, they, they really are close to it. These organizations have formed teams to develop the fundamental research and component technologies required to pursue the NESD version of a high-resolution neural interface and integrate them to create a demonstrative working system able to support potential future therapies for sensory restoration officials set. Now, listen, they always are going to push it towards the positive, you know, positive thing that they're trying to work out, what they're trying to do to... To, to save humanity, to, to, to give that child back his vision. Well, you're not going to dump 65 mil on something and be like, oh, this is shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Come on. We are talking about the U.S. government here. Right? <laughs> we are talking about the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. So let's keep that in mind. Okay. The six ma- uh, matrix projects, and list everybody in there. I, this is all on my Facebook or my Twitter, more Facebook, if you guys want to check into it. I just, I really, oh, there's even a scene from the matrix in here. Uh, it, uh, I just kind of, it, it really freaked me out this morning. So is it like you can upload the ability to learn how to fly a helicopter in 10 <laughs> seconds? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that would be, you know, like I said, last night, it just was weird that I wanted to watch the matrix. If this helps to people to access a little bit more of their brain and, and some capacity or, you know, expand one's ability, then I think it's pretty cool. Um, if it's just another escape mechanism, then I think that's a overinflated budget, really. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Well, you know, part of the problem, and like I said, if we can do good with it, that's great. You know, all, all these technologies that we argue about, you know, against and for, even us having the discussion about the dash camera in the, va- in the van. Mm-hmm. You know, we can argue the positives and negatives to all of these technologies. The biggest problem is who controls the technology. That's where the problem really comes into play is who controls the technology. Right. And now you're plugging in your your own self, your human body. Right. What can they do? Something. And that's the thing is when it starts getting manipulated is where you have to really concern yourself. Yeah. What can they do once they get inside of your brain with that connection? You know, uh, can they? Scary. Yeah. Can they reprogram you to be somebody else? You know? Uh, have they already done that with programs like MK Ultra? You know, Men Who Stare at Goats. Everybody laughs about that movie, I mean, but it that, more makes me think of like Total Recall. But what's that? This whole project. Oh, with idea. the uh, with the vacation thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's possible. You know, who knows? I'd like to take a vacation and never go anywhere. <laughs> can I go to Bora Bora, please? <laughs> <laughs> or can I just have the money to do it and I'll just go there physically? <laughs> Uh, the phone lines are open, at least for the first little bit here, 941-421-0401 if you want to give us a call. Um, if you're just checking us out for the first time, or maybe you're a seasoned listener, give us a call. Let us know what you feel about the Matrix maybe becoming reality. Uh, it is possible. And it, it's, I don't want to say it scares me, but it, it definitely is is something of concern to me. It piques your interest, though. I can tell it's something you would give give a shot. You'd probably try it out. I don't know if I try it out. You know, I know I declared that I was going to try to uh, relax and, and and calm down. I've even made some comments on some Facebook posts about I just want to go back to sleep and I don't want to play this game anymore. Uh, but I, I don't know if I'd want to be that plugged in. I, I don't. I mean, I know I'm bad. I'm sitting here in front of six computer monitors right now and a phone. I, I get I'm bad. But I do that for a reason. I mean, I'm pretty good. I, I, I've done really good 
and I've been focusing. And if you look at my Twitter, my Facebook, the weekends, I kind of shut it all off. I've been really, really, really trying to do that, especially now that I got a brand new boat. Um, that, that happens over the summer, though. <laughs> that's true too. I do get a little worse in the winter time when it's when we're not out as much. But we'll see how this year goes. You hibernate back up into your conspiracy world in the winter, as we call it here in Florida. <laughs> it gets to be like you know sixty degrees, and we don't leave the house. <laughs> uh, your choice again. <laughs> I know everybody up in Utica is probably uh, hating us right now. Everybody Screw listening you. to the D. Yeah, exactly. And I want to thank all the uh, affiliates for dealing with us not being there the past couple weeks. You know, we got a bunch of affiliates here, uh, Disruption Networks, Radio Chaos, uh, and then, of course, uh, Radio Confluence and uh, uh, Radio Blood. Uh, so I, I appreciate everybody just sitting tight with us as we get through the holidays. The good old holidays. They're just there for something. I don't even know why they're there. <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know, honey. I, I didn't even share this with you or tell you about this one. And I, I Rob shared it to me the other day. Did you read the story Rob posted on my Facebook, Rob Revere? No. Uh, the other day, retired MI5 agent confesses on deathbed, I killed Princess Diana. I thought you'd get a, a little peek out of this one. Because I know you lived in England and mm -hmm. you know it's kind of something you followed a little bit when it happened. It says here, uh, an 80-year-old retired MI5 agent, John, John Hopkins, has made a series of astonishing confessions since he was released from hospital from hospital in London on Wednesday and told he, was, he has weeks to live. Now, this is dated June 19, 2017. Mr. Hopkins, who worked for MI5 or M15, for, is that that's I? That should be an I. It's a yeah, typo. Uh, MI5 for 38 years as an operative claims he was often used as a hitman by the agency to discre discreetly assassinate individuals considered a threat to the domestic security of the United Kingdom. Trained as both a mechanical engineer and a munitions expert, Mr. Hopkins claims he also has extensive experience of less controversial methods of inflicting death and destruction, including chemicals and poison. The 80-year-old British man claims he was... Involved with MI5 assassinations between 73 and 99. During a period, he says, the MI5 operated with less extensive uh, external oversight. Hopkins says he was part of a cell of seven operatives who were trusted to carry out political assassinations across the U.K. Most victims were politicians, activists, journalists, and union leaders. Mr. Hopkins says Princess Diana is unique among his victims as she is the only fem female he ever assassinated as well as the only royal. She is also the only victim the, that the royal family themselves ordered to be taken out. Crazy. What I mean, but you don't you don't know what to believe in that and there's so much time that's passed. It's no secret that obviously these programs go on and and are carried out i mean so it's not really shocking and that that could just be you know he could have made an agreement with somebody it's like hey you're on your deathbed go ahead and you know we'll take care of your family when you're gone and if you want to take the rap for this and you know it could be a complete distraction done done. No. yeah <laughs> i mean that's all that might be i mean that's a perfect opportunity to to uh, take care of that situation, I guess. Well, and it's unfortunate because a lot of these things, uh, a few weeks ago, there was an article talking about a 115-year-old guy in, in uh, 
I forget where he was, Argentina that was claiming he was Hitler. You know, and you, you see these, and is it, is it dementia? Is it is it dementia forcing the truth out? I mean, it could be dementia with somebody visioning that they're these people, or it could be dementia where they don't even know they're telling something that they should be telling. You. It could be either way. They could just be crazy. They could just they be crazy. They just I mean, want attention. Yeah, that is that is very po- <clears throat> that is very possible. I mean, I just want attention. And I'm a little crazy. <laughs> Who knows what you'll confess to? <laughs> I did it. On your deathbed. I flew the plane in 9-11. Oh, Sean. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if I'm going to if I'm gonna claim something, I had to claim something That's good. Sick. That's not sick. This might be the truth. Maybe I was one of the 9-11 hijackers that got away. Sicko. What if I was? What would you do? You're not. You're, you're crazy. You're going to love when the wife says that about you. You're crazy. Anyway, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, and you don't know who is who and, and what is what. And it is off of a, you know, a, a super soldier talk blog post. So mm. you never know who is what and what is right and who's sharing what that's good. Well, and that's, that's the biggest issue is, I mean, getting anything that's accurate or factual anymore is just... <laughs> Yeah, well, with CNN and and their their lie. As a matter of fact, that was a yeah, that was perfect because we haven't been on since all this CNN shit's gone on. Um, you know, most people forget that CNN has been caught um, over and over and over again lying, just straight up lying. Uh, they they they've been caught with blue screens in the Iraqi war at the beginning of the war, saying they were in the combat zone, but they were actually on the roof in New York City. Um, they've been caught with the, um, what shooting was it? The Sandy, I think it was the Sandy Hook shooting, if I'm not mistaken, where they had two, two broadcasters, you know, in different remote locations and you see the one broadcaster and the bus passes and then they go to the next bar broadcaster and the same bus passes. Right. They've been caught lying so many times. Your crisis actors and your this and, ugh, it's just such a mess. It, it's, it really it's is. It's a terrible shame. I mean, there should be dignity and, and, yeah. uh, um, um, what what was our, our, our in the army? We had to have integrity, a, you know? a moral compass. Yeah, I don't I mean, know <laughs> it's, something. It's really sad that that uh, yeah, Natty, I got you, bro. Um, it, it's really sad that that's the way it's become. Now, a few weeks ago, uh, what's this? June twenty eighth. Um, this came out. CNN anchor Trump putting journalists in danger, declaring war on media has embed, emboldened war zones. And and my comment when I posted this and shared this article was, no, your lies has put journalists, even I, somebody commented today about how even alternative media, which we are, they don't even, they're, they're, it was Michael, Trucker Mike. He commented about how he can't even trust alternative media anymore and how it's just all showmanship you know alex jones i used to love honey you know how i was with alex jones i i praised the guy i loved him to death it was obnoxious but at least he was sharing some kind of truth and and it you felt, could believe in it him felt like time. truth because he was so compassionate and uh but it again he he was making a shit ton of money he had all of those uh sponsors and he was selling all these weird products and you were even ready to jump on board with that and you know when when 
journalists or media starts starts getting in bed with that kind of stuff you you have to start questioning what they're doing i mean the the whole premise and the whole reason that you got into this is because you wanted to share information that you felt was unfounded or new or or to create questions and and to have people look at things in a real way when we're being fed all this bullshit and so it is hard to determine what is what's any good and what's not and what's real and what's fake and I mean, what do, you, what do you do anymore? I mean, I was actually just talking about this with my coworkers at work. You know, they're like, there's almost no point in watching news and even going online to try to find anything that's relevant or factual or sourced or vetted. I mean, it's almost impossible anymore. I mean, where do you get real information from? And then things that we share that uh, that story with the, the MI5 agent. You know, right. that could that could be fa- that could be a hundred percent factual, or it could be a hundred percent hoax. Right, and and it was never like this when I first started getting into this. When when we first started, it didn't feel like this, but it probably was. I mean, where honestly, how do we know <laughs> that what we're reading and what we're talking about it has any any factual evidence to it? Well, we really don't, unfortunately, and that's that. I guess that's the scariest part of it all. You know, is that we we don't. Um, so where do you go from there? I don't know. You just have to. to you have to believe what you believe. You have to use your own common sense. You have to use your own um, intelligence. You have to use your own uh, just forethought. Your, you know, your own feelings. You have to. Uh, some things you have to use feelings. You know, was nine well, eleven uh, an event? directed by our government or was it hijackers from saudi arabia that did it well why are we still giving saudi arabia all this money why are we selling them arms why did trump just make the biggest largest arms deal with saudi arabia in history you know if they were you know ninth or 15 of the 19 hijackers were from saudi arabia why are we supporting a nation that that beheads you know hundreds of people a year as their form of punishment which you know honestly i'm not Totally against that. They're, they're, I mean, they're, well, they're, I mean, their I laws <laughs> are, well, if you're going to have a death sentence, at least you have it where it's quick and done. Not, you know, a, a, a medicine that may go wrong or, or electrocution that might, might go wrong. You cops cut somebody's head off. If they're a murderer and they deserve to die for taking the life of somebody else, I believe that's, in that. That's a cruel way to take a life. And sometimes people are wrong. Wait, 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 wait. Is, is there a, a nice way to take a life? Is there a sweet? pleasant way to take somebody's no life sweet pleasant way okay to well take it, but at least cruel. a cocktail is just gonna put you to sleep yeah, i mean you know how many times that fails? cut off has got to be pretty fucking awful do you know how many times that cocktail fails and doesn't work properly i don't know how many times but there's i'm sure many it does a documented fail. there's many a documented times where the where the cocktail does not work the proper way and that person suffers throughout their death because okay. it doesn't well, shut it down properly. I don't think that people should should suffer upon execution because there are people that are wrongfully <laughs> accused, and I I just the idea of it sickens me. Well, with technology nowadays, we shouldn't have wrongly accused. We should be able to get to the true answer of it. And and if listen, I'm for capital punishment. If you are seen and it's known that you did it, there's no question to it. You deserve to die. Now, if there's argument. Then maybe we, we, we don't give you the death sentence and you just get life. 
you know. But I think in a, in a situation where the mom drug their kid into the lake and everybody watched it happen and drowned their kid, that woman should die. That's just my personal opinion. Well, I mean, that's your personal opinion, yeah. And Grease Man says heroin seems to do the trick, so we should just, you know, inject <laughs> strong heroin in everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know about that, but... Uh, so back to the uh, CNN-Trump anchor debate. We, we kind of starbursted a little bit there. Uh, I don't know what that is. I've got to look over there in a minute. So I got some audio here, so let me play that so I can uh, look at that. <laughs> this is gonna Press play. in general. And the fact of the matter is, we're not fake media. We're here to do a job. Respect the job, we respect yours. And if you're not going to respect us, we need to speak up. Hey, Chris, I mean, at what point does this become dangerous? And I'm not just talking about dangerous oh, in terms of tearing point. at the social fabric. I'm talking about dangerous as in a journalist gets hurt. Because I can tell you working overseas in war zones, you know, people are emboldened by the actions of this administration, emboldened by the all-out sort of declaration of war on the media. If I'm getting it in the neck, Chris, I can only imagine what someone like you is dealing with. I, at what point does this become reckless or irresponsible, Chris? So they're calling the president reckless and irresponsible for talking bad about them. Is that what I just understood? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't want to say we're past that point. I, 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 I will we say this, Clarissa. I, I, I think it is. Wah. I think it is already dangerous what the Trump administration is doing, which is we've to had, Brian's point. Threats. They are they are trying to uh, take a a an honest mistake or not even a mistake and turn it into the norm as opposed to the rule as opposed to the exception, which is a very dangerous thing because that's willfully misleading. Now, we've already discussed multiple times CNN has been dis, uh, been caught lying on, on their reports and, and things like that. So uh, it. If it's happened once, twice, now we're in third, fourth, fifth time where it's just a straight out blatant lie. Fake news. They're so mad. <laughs> you know, the, the fake news thing is just that that's a new thing. And, and I've always claimed I didn't trust the media, CNN, Fox, none of them. You know, I've always said that they, they, I never well, called them fake. They're reading a script. They're not real journalists. They are fakes. Well, they're all fake. I agree with that. I don't not agree with that, but... It's this fake news mantra that's They're going out. out doing their own legwork, digging up their own stories and, and giving from the heart honest opinions of what was going on. Then, yeah, that's a journalist. But these assholes are just reading a script. That's not journalism. That's not media. That's that, all bullshit. That's called propaganda. I think they yes. did that in 1984. So, Frankly, the and, idea and that Dave Barenthold, who, who was my colleague for a very long time and doesn't toot his own horn enough... The idea that he was attacked for for doing what he did had nothing to do with the quality of the journalism he was doing. I don't even remember what this story was about. What was it that they got caught about? Uh, somebody on the on um, uh, Natty. Do you remember what it was they got caught about about two weeks ago? That uh, they were like a blatant lie. Anybody out there in the listening world remember the one time? Well, this this most recent time, should I say? I, I don't remember what it was. It was so. It was a couple of weeks ago, but I don't recall. I mean, it was a straight up factual lie. Uh, what was it? Factual lie. Factual lie. Okay, sir. <laughs> it was a hundred percent about that. It was a bad, bad story for Donald Trump. In Donald Trump's world, the media is judged by you are good if you write things that are good for Donald Trump. 
You are objectively bad if you criticize Donald Trump. It is and if, if, if this was, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, if you wrote something criticizing Obama, you were a racist, loser, pig. Yeah, it's just a different um, it's just a different take on it now. But at least the idea, you know, say what you want about Trump. <laughs> I do kind of like that he he did call out the media in the way that he did, um, because it has it has people talking about it more directed at the media instead of making it a racial thing or, you know, an, an ignorance thing or you know, basically slanderizing each other. It's it's more directed and focused at them. And that's good. I mean, that's what we need. And maybe, you know, the media will take a look at themselves. Yeah, this is wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, don't expect that to happen, really. <laughs> Let me not get carried away. <laughs> don't put the cart before the horse, honey. I would I would like to see that, though, for, for a new approach to be taken. That was like that uh, media source I was talking about that's going to be setting up online. I have it written down somewhere. Uh, and it's going to be a uh, uh, subscription-based um, news outlet. And everything that's posted on there, and different members can join, different like freelance journalists can join, but they, everything that they put on that site has to be vetted, has to be sourced, they have to credit you know, where they get their information from. Where I, where I agree with, with vetting and sourcing on, on, on news articles and, and, and stories that are put out... Part of the problem that we run into now, all right, and this isn't even now, this is historically, we can put out something, um, architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, put out all this information, vetted, sourced information, peer-reviewed information showing that there was, you know, um, demolition used in the collapse of Building 7. But that's just hearsay and bullshit because it's not from a sourced information that everybody agrees with or everybody supports or likes. So... It's well, like the peer-reviewed studies with medicine. If your if your peer group reviewing or allowing or or um, checking this information has an agenda, well, you're you're always still going to have alternate views on on something, even if you are being presented with facts. I mean, if you're presented with a fact that hey, this vaccine was effective at combating such and such disease for this person so therefore it must be good for everyone that can be argued on that side whereas another person can say okay well my child had a reaction to it that started blood clots all over her body that went to her heart and she had a heart attack at 17 and died i mean that could be the other side of the argument so whether there's there's facts provided or not you're still going to have opposing views that's just the way the world goes around it would just be nice to have actual facts instead of bullshit stories i mean it's basically the onion oh i agree with that all. too i agree with that too Parents in France will be legally obligated to vaccinate their children. I saw that. That sucks. Prime Minister Edouard Philippe announced the plan, saying... The video I'm reading from. So you're going to have to deal. It's unacceptable that children are still dying of measles. It's going to be slow because it's a video. Vaccines, which are recommended 11 in total, would be compulsory. Now, 11 in total... I could actually feasibly stand behind or or be okay. I mean, it's not 69 that our kids are getting. 
So 11 in total, we could go through that. You know, I know vaccines are a little safer in other countries. I think we've seen that uh, in studies that, that the U.S. is. No, I'm not okay with one. I'm not okay with 11. I'm not okay with 69. You cannot force a human being to put nasty shit into themselves. Uh, there's such a potential for harm to that that human being you can't you can't just say here's this round of 11 vaccinations because it's unacceptable that some people have died from measles and by the way the majority of people that have died from measles on a more recent note is more to do with malnutrition and already being ill to begin with it it doesn't have anything really to do with the measles it's just all correlated together it's just absurd to just say here's your set of rules for living life now in this entire freaking country for every single human being come on i thought that would get you fired up it's not okay that's not acceptable well that's what france is trying to do right now and uh, i i think they've done it i think it is uh uh, done uh it says here italy has also banned non-vaccinated kids from attending state schools uh, how long until they try to force us here in America to, to vaccinate our children? If you decide to do with your own body what you will, you don't get to have an education. Sorry about your luck. It says here the move comes after the World Health Organization warned of, next page, major measles outbreaks now spreading across Europe. Oh, didn't we have that last year in America? Yeah, and it was caused by vaccinated children. <laughs> oh, that's what I believe. But you know, it's it's funny when I I, I share and I don't have a lot of vaccine. We got to get Matt on. We got remind me to get Matt Major booked. We've we've been talking about doing this vaccine debate based on that study that came out a few months ago. You know the yeah. that 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 main study that Dad shared with us. Yeah, the U.S. Really- finally did a study. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to get in and and do that that segment with matt matt if you're listening i'm sure you're not but if you are i mean i listen to your show i hope you listen Three a little bit of later mine. We, we gotta get that scheduled <laughs> we'll touch on this subject we gotta get that scheduled we gotta get you in here to have that vaccine debate with lexi matter of fact honey are you where are you thursday are you in inglewood or port charlotte i'm in inglewood Maybe you uh, sit oh in with boy. me on to Thursday. Oh, boy. That would be fun. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Matt, I might have a surprise for you on Thursday. No. Yeah, we might be doing that. I'll talk to you about that after okay. the show, sweetheart. Okay. I think that's something we should do. I think you would have a blast sitting with Matt Major and me. It's a good time. It really is. Uh, don't forget, Bob Tuscan's coming up very, very soon. What do we got? 42 here. Let's do uh, another story. I don't really need stories when Bob's here. We'll just talk about growing freedom and not sticking pitchforks in your feet. <laughs> And how to avoid <laughs> how to avoid that one? Aww. Oh, I got to get into this one. So, ah, uh, yeah, let's do this one. Well, that's chemotherapy. We'll save that with Bob. That's actually one I want to I want to get with Bob with. Oh no, I want to get this too here. British passengers to U.S. could pay more as White House seeks armed officers at U.K. airports. Honey, as somebody who's been deported before. <laughs> I mean, you've been deported before, haven't you? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, basically, what they're going to do here is put U.S. Uh, immigration officials in U.K. airports, and you'll be deported before you even leave the airport. So basically, if you're a U.K. citizen coming here, but we don't want you coming here, you'll never leave the airport. Which, honestly... That would have been helpful to me, though, you, in my case, because I was deported... Simply because my immigration officer that I was working with here 
um, <laughs> issued me the wrong visa. <laughs> And because they could not... And this was shortly after 9-11, so it was even right. worse at that and point. And because he couldn't be reached from the UK, the UK at that time. Yeah. Because, right. because of the time constraints, um, it was basically the middle of the night by the time in the U.S. by the time I got there. Yeah, I had to turn around and fly back six hours later, which was fun. Yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah. Being detained and having your luggage cut open and your letters letters read through and oh yeah, it's real fun. That's fun. Stuff. Yeah, I figured you get a kick out of that one. So that that's the new plan, which I think that's. I mean, they could send officials here to our airports and prevent that's, us from going that's there. Probably honestly, just better. It makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I it's going to cost us more money, though. Of course. Is that what we want? Is that what we need? I don't know. Do we really need to worry about ISIS and terrorists, or can we just maybe eliminate governments and ISIS and terrorists wouldn't be there? It'll probably be more more useful than not, though, the way I look at it. At this point in time in in the world, yeah, unfortunately, I I would have to agree with that. I'd rather, you know, if we're we're trying to keep, and will it keep them out, though? I mean, if this is a, we got to keep in, in mind, uh, you know, I've had Kurt Haskell on the show multiple different times. He was on the flight with the underwear bomber in 2009, and that guy was escorted on in a man in the suit, uh, with a man in the suit. So will it keep them off, really? The bad, bad guys, the real bad guys who are actually working for the U.S. government most of the time or other governments. Right. I mean, if there's an operation that's going to be put in place, there's an that has nothing to do with anything where that's only having the immigration officers in place is really only for the little guys. It's just to, to take the stress to drive us nuts. I know there's one other thing I wanted to get to with you, I, but so you agree with that kind of a little bit. You like that? I don't mind that. That yeah. was not too bad. Good, good, good. All right. So Chris Christie, you know, governor, Chris Christie, honey, Krispy cream. Yeah. Governor Krispy Kreme, the fat fucker. Thank God I don't live in New Jersey anymore. I left Jersey for a reason, and this guy becoming governor proves everything. I mean, literally proves everything. So this 4th of July weekend, um, the state of New Jersey was in a government shutdown, meaning all the public shit was shut down. You couldn't go to to the state parks. Celebrate your freedom at home. Yeah, you couldn't go, like, we couldn't go to Stump Pass if it was shut, you know, it was, right. it was a state shutdown, right? Mm-hmm. So, the funny thing, have you seen any of this story? No. You haven't heard any of this, right? I I breezed by something along those lines. I didn't really read anything about it. All right, so Chris Christie. You were as, all excited. Chris, Chris Christie, as the governor, there is a governor's resort or governor's vacation house on uh, uh, Island Beach State Park. Which, uh, yeah, I saw him and his family parked on a beach all by themselves. Six they family very happy with themselves. Six families who own cottages next to Christie's private beach were ordered to leave their homes. They own this under threat of arrest while the governor lounged in the sun. So the governor could chill out in his house that we own or the the, the citizens of New Jersey own because that's the governor's vacation home. But the people who owned houses around him because of the state park being shut down were not allowed to be there. Now, they couldn't be in their homes or they couldn't be on the beach? They couldn't be in their homes. They were told they had to leave their homes because there were no services available to them on the home, on the property. No services such as? 
as as rangers as, as 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 in park rangers to tell them they can't launch fireworks because you know Jersey it's illegal to have fireworks in New Jersey and they put out right before the 4th of July that you will be arrested if you celebrate your freedom by shooting off fireworks <laughs> America fuck yeah <laughs> so Six families were left fuming after they were ordered out of their cottages located next to Chris Christie's private beach under the threat of being arrested while New Jersey governor and his family soaked up some sun. Howard and Betty Height were among the families told by police officers on Friday night that they had to leave their Island Beach State Park beach cottage or they'd be arrested. They're good guys, Howard told NewJersey.com. They were just doing their jobs. That's what they said about the Nazis, isn't it? But... And, and let me tell you, the state police in Jersey, they're Nazis. But they said if... You just liken the New Jersey state I police to the Nazis? It. Well, yeah, you, trust me. The New Jersey... I And I had a lot that were friends of mine when I did EMS Jeez. back in Jersey. But they, everybody felt like they Slightly were like the harsh. Nazis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen their uniforms? Go, so go look they, at... Did go they look at, put all these residents together in some sort of warehouse Concentration and camp. Them? Hey, go look at Come go on. look at the state troopers' uniforms in New Jersey. Unless, unless they've changed them recently, but they had like the black strap that went down and holding the gun and the, the fucking oh, they were crazy. Yeah, oh, and they boy. were. Well, <laughs> I almost became one actually. If I didn't get a DUI, I probably wouldn't be a Jersey state trooper. Wow, the heights along um the, the blah blah. But they were said if they weren't gone by midnight, we'd be arrested. The Heights, along with the five other families, received calls saying the park might close, but leaseholders could come in on Friday. However, they were still forced to leave. Oh, so leaseholders, not owners, or leaseholders. Wasn't it the same thing? However, they were still forced to leave, so families packed their bags and left their properties. Christie closed down all non-essential state functions, including Island Beach State Park, while the Senate struggled through the $34.7 billion budget standoff why does new jersey have a 34.7 billion dollar budget first of all it's insane that is ludicrous madness madness. he was just asking for trouble huh let's see what he said it's kind of stupid on his part bad choice bad choice sir hold on hold on damn it shit just doesn't want to cooperate with me tonight first day back i don't turn up Thank you. You're talking. New to Jersey Governor Chris object. Christie is taking heat for taking heat. Christie was seen relaxing at Call Island me. Beach State Park Sunday, <laughs> even though it was closed to everyone else amid the government shutdown. Christie was defensive when asked about it at a news conference on Sunday. I didn't get any sun today. No, there's no one at Island Beach State Park. There are no lifeguards. There's no one to pick up the garbage. There's no one providing any services at Island Beach State Park. Next. Next. Um, This guy's such a fucking cock. Next. I'm done. We're (coughs) talking about the closure of government, and you're talking about your TMZ stuff. New Jersey's government shut down Friday night after Christian state lawmakers... Thank God this guy did not become our president. I literally, if he ever becomes our president, we are out. Like, literally. I know I don't like to say that, because I know everybody rants and raves about people that say that. We are out. I remember you saying this before about other people, too. Makers failed to pass a budget. Essential services like the New Jersey Transit continued to operate, but non-essential state services, which include more than 50 state parks and recreational areas, were closed for the extended 4th of July weekend. Christie said on... So the government can't get their shit together, so who suffers? 
who 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 hurts when the government just das people das people Sunday, he was planning to head back to his official beach home by a state helicopter. Yeah, that's where... <laughs> so, all the state services are shut down, but the governor has a state-funded helicopter to get back to his state-funded house on the beach that nobody else can go to. My family is sleeping, so that's where I'll sleep tonight. When I have a choice between sleeping with my family or sleeping alone, I generally like to sleep with where my family is. The shutdown is the result of a deadlock prompted by a planned... Ba- Tell that to the people who got locked up for... Uh, uh, non-violent drug offenders that would like to sleep with their family, but they got caught with a little bit of weed. There's That's something cre- more to that. It's just it was all put on him, and he had to he's take it. He's such a douchebag. Yeah, he, is he, he wants to. You know who he thinks he's? He thinks he's what's his face from uh, uh, from uh, what the fuck was that Jersey gangster? Jersey gangster. I loved it. I used to love this show. Um, oh, hey, um, I know who uh, you're Sopranos. About. He thinks he's fucking the guy from The Sopranos. It, well, not fucking the guy from The Sopranos. I, he thinks he's the guy from The Sopranos. Christy, to take money from the state's biggest health insurance company to fund drug addiction services. That is cement in the sand for me. Assembly Speaker and Democrat Vincent Prieto says the plan is bad public policy and should not be considered until after a budget is passed. Christie has ordered state lawmakers to return in hopes of making a deal to reopen the government and the beaches in time for July 4th so residents and tourists can enjoy them just like the governor. And from what I understand, they did reopen everything up on Monday. Everything was ready to go you know, Monday morning. They, they signed the deal. But still, I mean, how do you threaten people off of their property? With arrest because there's no essential services. I don't need the government to live. I really don't. Do you need the government to live? I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so? I'm pretty sure I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't need the government to live. All right, guys, you'll listen to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, Radio Confluence, and the D by Disruption Networks. There's so many to say. It just it makes it hard sometimes. We'll be back in a couple minutes. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll have Bob Tuscan joining us. Um, and we'll talk farm safety. No! Not goddamn rats! Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? Sean Rand. Four Toad and Lexi. Do I mention Four Toad? Sure. Oh, Four no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I that sound like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh. Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. Funded by the CIA, funneled through Arabian banks. 
like a shank to the neck They hit you from the back, no sweat Ho check and watch it shake And take away your freedom, you really don't need them When you're tucked away safe and protected by FEMA Then you must be a dreamer like the great pretender As the second amendment, why I'll never surrender But I'll never plead the fifth when it comes to September I'ma yell it from the roof and expose the agenda yeah. Time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix This is going out to the truth as a patriot Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars An army of one becomes a global resistance Time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix This is going out to the truth as a patriot Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars An army of one becomes a global resistance Like I was chosen by God, I was sent with a message To destroy the new world order and dispose of the wreckage I've been broken and tested, reconstructed and vested Injected with truth, now the truth has me restless Distressed and aggravated as I rally the masses Out to make you see what I see when I wear my sunglasses Watch me singing like a bee, but my name ain't cash. When we confront the tyranny, give them 33 lashes Of truth for the youth, for the red, white and blue Fuck the mark of the devil and the NAU Bilderberg, CFR, keep your new world order We'll live as free men or we'll die as free soldiers It's time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix This is going out to the truth as a patriot Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars An army of one becomes a global resistance It's time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix This is going out to the truth as a patriot Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars An army of one becomes a global resistance let me tell you something, New World it's too late. You can kill people like me. You can shut us down, you can put us in prison. The people got to taste the truth, and there's nothing on earth you can do to stop this information warfare migration. It's time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix. This is going out to the truth as a patriot. Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars. An army of one becomes a global resistance. It's time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix. This is going out to the truth as a patriot. Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars. An army Army of one becomes a global resistance. You got a like a little internet or podcasting show or something? Chocolate drop. Hold on, hold on, buddy. What is the chocolate drop a show about? Chocolate drop? Drop it on us. I gotta know. I will not listen if you don't tell me what it's about. It's about uh, hip hop, red turd show, politics, man skewing, music. Hold on, hold on, buddy. It's every other guy that's got a podcast around here, okay? And where can people find the chocolate show? It's man skewing, yes? Red turd show. RazRadioLive.com. There you go. Okay. And when does it air, buddy? Saturdays, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Okay, and where can people find the chocolate show? RazRadioLive.com. There you go. I wish you the best, the, the chocolate drop. And so basically, it's about every other person that's not in real radio that's trying to get in radio and do a show. Red turd show. Knock yourself out, kid. Red turd show. The red... <laughs> RazRadioLive.com. There you go. <laughs> How much you want for this beat? This beat. Five stacks. This beat. This, this beat ain't even for sale. Stop, I ain't even gonna hold you. Word to everything I love. The start shot. Some smoke, mirror, shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. I'm taking this shit the fuck back. Words bomb, my brother. No one could touch that. 
I make a hater wanna love my shit. And the whole entire industry can suck my dick. Niggas like me ain't gotta write 16. The battle rappers in the club hoping we might get seen. Listen, all over your fake freestyles, I'm pissing. Plus, I got permission from God to listen how I wanna. Now I'm gonna do what I wish to. Rap Lord, smack a fraud and fuck your sister. You better recognize, son, I ain't playing. Pay close attention to everything I'm saying. Cause I'm a one man army. And I promise you, your 13 man team cannot harm me. Starving artists with a grudge. Sauteed a jewelry, deep fried a judge. Put under the prison, free innocent victims of the wicked system. Give me the justice and the honor I'm due. Swinging with orangutans, we belong in a zoo. You better open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. You know I wanna take you out that outfit. Ain't no doubt about it, you're silly girl South Philly girl You know I wanna meet you in the middle It ain't no puzzle or riddle, you feel me girl North Philly girl them West Philly chicks that make Jay kiss and overlook. I remember I used to stand outside of Overbrook. Wait until my joint came out. I was fucking Aisha before the song came out. Her best friend Keisha was a bit older. And she told her, Pay's got a boulder. Keisha was curious, so she had to try it. Still, I'd rather see Aisha in a violet sundress. Let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. How is the be wanna keep rap trivial and cosmetic? That's pathetic and pitiful. I don't fall for it. Nor will I stand for it Genocide rap Little kids dance to it Gunshots Helicopters in the neighborhood But you got some new kicks So the flavor's good Just the other night 13 shots rung It took about a half an hour For the cops to come That's sicker than the tip Of an old toilet brush Some people get a kick Out of that shit They should all get flushed Poor people have been conditioned To accept horror Imagine if Katrina Would have hit Santa Barbara People are sick Drug companies Got them dying Bottom line is It's all about the bottom line It don't take a genius guard They can't can't cure a common cold, but they got a pill to keep your penis hard. Ain't no money in curing your stress and your strife. But take this tablet once a day for the rest of your life. It's a motherfucking joke, but ain't shit funny. This country's just a giant corporation trying to get money. Open up the stars and let the sun shine. Open up the stars and let the sun shine. Open up the stars and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. Open up the stars and let the sun shine. Open up the stars and let the sun shine. Open up the stars and let the sun shine. Let the smoke you know I like doctors because they don't cure shit. They don't cure nothing. Same disease has been hanging out since I was a kid, man. What's the last shit a doctor cured? Polio. You know how long ago polio was? That's like the first season of Lucy. Shit, Fred had an afro with finger waves. Have you ever met anybody with polio? Anybody feel a little poly around you? No. That's right. They don't cure shit. Same disease has been hanging out since I was a kid. AIDS, sickle cell, tuberculosis, cancer. Jerry's kid still limping around. That's right, man. That's right. We got AIDS out there. You think they're going to cure AIDS? No. They can't even cure athlete's foot. 
ain't curing AIDS. Shit. They ain't never cured AIDS. They ain't never cured AIDS. <laughs> Don't even think about that shit. They ain't cured AIDS because ain't no money in the cure. The money's in the medicine. That's how you get paid on the comeback. That's how a drug dealer makes his money on the comeback. That's all the government is, a bunch of motherfucking drug dealers on the comeback. They ain't curing no AIDS. That's like Cadillac making a car that lasts for 50 years. And you know they can do it, but they ain't gonna do nothing that fucking dumb. Shit, they got metal on the space shuttle that could go around the moon and withstand temperatures of, uh, up to 20,000 degrees. You mean to tell me you don't think they can make an Eldorado with a fucking bumper don't fall off? They can, but they won't. So what they will do with AIDS is the same thing they do with everything else. They will figure out a way for you to live with them. So they don't cure shit, they just patch it up. Get you to the next stop. So they can get more of your money. That's right, they ain't gonna cure it. Hopefully, in our lifetime, that's right, you're gonna see somebody go, Yo man, you weren't at work yesterday, what's up? Hey, my AIDS is acting up. You know when the weather get like this, my AIDS just pop up. But I took some robot testing, I'm fine now. Bob Tuscan from the Intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. All right, guys, here we are. We're back. RazRadioLive.com, the first 52 this Tuesday. I'm on someone. We got a lot more to talk about. You know, we just, we, we got so many different things we like to talk about. Honey, are you back over there? I'm on We're, back. We're back. We're back and ready to rock and roll. As always, I always get excited when this, when this one comes on. We got a lot of things we're going to get into with them. We're going to talk about some farm safety. We're going to talk about growing freedom. We're going to talk about how maybe cancer and AIDS, funny uh, little thing I played there, might be a bunch of bullshit. We got Bob Tuscan. BobTuscan.com, I believe it is. Intel Report. I don't know if he's still with them or not, but we'll find out from him right now. Bob, how you doing, brother? Hey. Bob Tuscan. Uh, Dr. Bob. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, just barely. Tinfoil Tom. Who are we tonight? Tinfoil <laughs> Tom. Oh, man. I don't think that one's going to have a long shelf life. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm, I'm not too fond of that one. Yeah, but like when I one, had um, some interest with another station, get in touch with me and blacklist me from calling into another station or another show, I had to get a little political with it and um i just rebranded a little little creative that's all you had to do slight rebrand listen bob you haven't talked to my wife forever uh, and she's been dying she's the one that still married yeah you know it actually happened i i I was able to keep it going (laughs) (laughs) this is happening still Uh, (laughs) mrs raz radio how are you it's it's good to talk to you thanks for checking in on me on uh facebook there of course, yeah. I told you I'm your I'm your secret secret number one fan, and I, I I harass the local radio shows, and I get messages from either you when I'm calling into Bubba, and now I find out 
that at the other station, <laughs> my wife calls. There's you. a there's a secret listener, uh, <laughs> aka your wife, who messages me. <laughs> <laughs> we hear you on all of them, man. We're listening always. <laughs> So, so Bob, you know, I just want – you really shouldn't keep a pitchfork in high grass laying down. All right. So hold on. Let's, <laughs> let's clarify here how this went down. Please do. Okay, and first of all, cell phones are radioactive traps. They are programming devices, tracking devices. They are uh, just about everything Orwellian and draconian that you could imagine. But – Fucking A, thank God I had my cell phone on me because I would have been stuck with that pitchfork in my foot for at least a couple hours. My wife did not end up coming home for a while and I couldn't move. So Mm. I had the pitchfork by my swimming pool where we were planting bananas because I was bringing mulch over there. And so it was all poop filled too to top it off. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was plenty of feces and dirt and rust and all the good shit. So I um, don't know how it happened, but it fell down from where I had it stacked up. And I'm going to give you a tip to avoid this because even when I was not a slob and actually put my tool away, somehow it fell. And I was wearing sandals, but... That didn't matter much because it completely sidestepped the sandal. And in about two seconds, it was one of those flash before your eyes kind of things where I was okay. And then the next thing I know, holy shit, I realized right away what had happened. Mm. And where did it go in at? uh, Right in the arch of my foot. Ooh. Oh, goodness. No bone yeah. broke, no bone breaking or anything. No, I don't think so. And because pitchforks are kind of curved, mm-hmm. it not only went in uh, vertically, it kind of caught me horizontally as well. So with the way the pitchfork fell, the handle being longer and my leg being extended at the end of the uh, pitchfork, every time I tried to pull it out or no. adjust myself it just hurt it just felt as if it was like a fish hook and just all right kind of grabbing me more and more so i knew i had to call 911 now did, did uh, you have your sunscreen on to protect you from your phone Cause, you know the doctor who takes care of nicole uh Schrenzerner said that we should wear sunscreen now to protect ourselves from our cell phones what, what was her reasoning behind that uh, I don't know. It says here, but according to the specialist, smartphones and computers can cause just as much damage as the sun. In fact, Dr. Howard Murata, American dermatologist to A-listers, stars including Nicole, Jennifer Lopez, and Jerry Hall, claims that spending four days in front of a screen that emit harmful Blu-rays is the equivalent of 20 minutes in front of the sun. That's ridiculous. Well, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> just a thought. I mean, I- you know. I do wear um, these special glasses, all kidding aside, that are blue light protecting glasses. Okay. So because I stare at a the blue, you're screen, wearing blue blockers. Are you are you telling me you're wearing blue blockers, Bob? Well, I they're. Do you remember the blue blockers? Yeah. yeah, they they're but they're much hipper these days, and they're okay. they're um they're called Pixel, and they look like regular reading glasses, and they block the blue light. In addition to that, 
my new phone that I got, my smartphone, which I'm not so smart, so I don't know why I got the phone. But <laughs> I um, I have a setting on here that you can turn off all the blue light. So you can get it on your computer, where, too. It's called where's this Flux. Blue, on your where's computer. this blue light coming from? I've never heard of this. This is all new. Screens. Screens, man. It'll, it'll fuck up your sleep. It'll... Um, make your penis smaller. It it does a lot of different things. Well, we know what nationality you are. You don't need your penis any smaller. You better make sure you wear those Is blue glasses. Is this the Howard Stern show? All of us. <laughs> what are we doing here? Goodness. <laughs> you know I love you, Bob. <laughs> so um, yeah, so here I am, um, and I got to tell you, we hate government. Um, and I say we. I don't know what the no, fuck I that means. But yeah. okay, we, we you and we, I, yes, Sean and we. I. <laughs> hate government and um i don't know that i would associate the paramedics in the fire department as government per se okay in fact it's kind of funny i live in a small town and the other day we my son and i were at the playground and the fire department's right there next to the playground well i see one of the firefighters put the trash on top of the fire truck and he proceeded to go and drive the fire truck around the block to the direct back of the fire department where the dumpster was to drop the trash off. Was this a pumper truck? Was this a, 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 a tanker truck? Was this a, this was a full fledged truck, a fire truck. So a pump, okay. A pumper then. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I don't know all the terms, but I just thought to myself, is that really necessary? Can't you take the fucking trash out, dude? I mean, it's kind of a waste of resources. So uh, being the big mouth that I am, I call the guy out on it. And then he was the then one that responded to your foot. Please tell me. Don't tell course. me that. Oh, my of God. Course. Oh, <laughs> of course. Of oh. course. So not only did I call him out on it, but then he proceeded. This is fucking bizarre karma. He Karma. He proceeded to get defensive towards me. Say, hey, well, next time you call and your house is burning down, uh, you remember uh, this uh, confrontation, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, chill out, big boy. You're taking me out of context. At which point he got livid and started cursing and threatening to fight me. Well, that's, well, that's a firefighter mentality, on it, honestly. I mean, that sucks so much, yeah, though. But it is the mentality <laughs> of it, you know. Well, sure enough, the first person to come to the scene, <laughs> he walked up, and at that point, he knows who I am. It's a small town. The first uh, is it paid or volunteer? Now, is it paid or volunteer? It's paid. Okay, it's right. not like it's not like Jersey. Most of them are paid, even when they pay like shit in the small towns. They're still somewhat paid. Um, okay. But anyways, he shows up, and first things out of his mouth is, "Hey, Bob, what's going on?" <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Did you say I got a pitchfork in my foot? <laughs> I said you better fucking be nice to me right now, dude. <laughs> Karma is a bitch, and sometimes you know it comes around, and you don't expect it to grab you that way. Uh, you know, not like you did anything wrong. You you really did do the right thing. I don't know if you knew this, Bob, but I was a, a volunteer uh, EMT for my count for my town that i lived in but i also did paid medical transport uh as an emt so it's, it's two different completely different things it is no emergency response for the paid thing that i did but uh, i can I, I you know i, I understand the the mentality there uh, of wanting to fight you a and and b uh, just being kind of lazy and 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 not wanting to to do too much yeah i understand you know it's it's 
it's funny because it turns out that, and I didn't know this, but that he knew who I was even before that incident. Oh, really? Yeah, he actually follows my YouTube channel oh, on the work. Jesus. That so it was weird because he was kind of a fan. So, and so he supports like what you speak out about, you know, all the things yeah. you speak about, like kind of like a silent 9-11 truther type guy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He seemed to, at the very least, be curious um, with what I do. And somehow he was exposed to my work. I don't know if it was from something local that I've done or or not, but he um, he fully knew who I was. Um, but anyways, so I'm on the ground. What's that? Alexi's uh, just laughing. I'm just, <laughs> that whole scenario is just awful. <laughs> yeah. No, it was bad. So then, you know, they don't want to take it out, of course, and, uh, to their... Credit, they were very nice, but they also were waiting to defer the judgment to the paramedics that were going to show up. So they were the first responders. Well, you're never supposed to remove that. I, again, I was an EMT. You're never supposed to remove a puncture wound because if you remove it, and it, it, it could be keeping an artery or something closed by being in there. So you're supposed to secure it in place. Exactly. And, and that was my main thought as well behind calling them, you know, is that, you know, that would have been – Dangerous. So I, I did have that in mind, um, but I was just very uncomfortable. Radio Live called. public service announcement. Do not remove a protruding object in your body. Yeah, don't, you know. Um, don't, but don't do that. I'll tell you what ended up happening is, uh, I, like everything I do against better judgment, uh, but uh, as I'm standing there and the EMT come and they say, hey, you know, can you take it out? Oh. Uh, I said, no, I can't. They're like, well, good, because we don't advise you to do so. So they end up, because of the way it was... Yeah, they asked me, though. But they ended up, because of the way that it was um, lying, they first got the jaws of life out, and they tried to cut mm. the fork at the metal part. Of the fork? Right, which is going to twerk it in your foot. Probably didn't feel really good. That was the dumbest thing ever because Just that take was... take the wood a, handle off and leave it the rest of the way and secure it. That's what I would have done. Yeah, well, you were smarter than they were because um, they quickly learned that that wasn't happening. Right. I mean, th that was a hard lead. Um, I don't know if it's lead. Jeez, that just made me worry about lead poisoning. But <laughs> I know you've been so worried oh, no. about infection. You know how, you know all the jokes aside and the story and everything. I, I, I hope you don't think I'm being a dick. But how is it doing? Like, are you okay? You know, you said you were in bed when you called. Uh, so I just, um, you, I, I haven't asked you. Are you okay, my friend? Yeah, I think so. I'm worried. I'll tell you, I'm worried about tetanus and infection. But I'll get to that in a, in a little bit, if if I may. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm okay. Colloidal I mean, silver. I'm not... Colloidal silver. Take a bath in colloidal silver. Oh, dude, I'm I'm I got. Wait until you hear everything I've done. All right, so go far. ahead. Finish but... the story, and we'll get to that part then. I got other stuff but I want to get, get to too. Then they they get the chainsaw out, and of course, the guy with the chainsaw is the same firefighter who hates my life. <laughs> <laughs> so now this guy has got a chainsaw, and he's chainsawing. The wooden handle part, and it's right by my foot. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is bad news. Yeah. All right, so he chainsaws it, the handle off, and now I can move my leg finally 
and hold the base of the, the just the metal part of the fork. So I move my leg, and I now can, for the first time, see how far in it is, how it went in, because I couldn't see it before. It was hidden behind my foot. And I talk about what we're going to do with the EMT. They say, you know, you got to go to the hospital, man. You can't pull it out. And I said, okay, let me try to see if it comes out easily or whatever, because I could kind of feel the, the fork a little bit, the, the end of the fork, because it kind of went in semi-horizontally. Ow. And uh, I've tried to pull it out, and it was just not – it wasn't even coming out. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to mess with it. They went to their car, and they came back, and or as they went to their car, I was thinking to myself, I don't want to leave this thing in my foot. The longer I leave it in my foot, I feel like the more I'm exposed to all the bacteria and shit on this yeah, but once the bacteria is there, it's there. I mean, it doesn't matter really at that point in time how long. Uh, yeah. You know well, what I mean? That was my thinking for better or for worse. And I moved my foot over a little bit um, in a different position and I pulled it out and it bled. Um, I wanted to let it bleed to allow the blood to oxygenate. And, and that also removes all the bacteria, and that allows it to, you know, that's part of why you bleed out is because it pushes all that shit out of you. Yeah, and that's what I was hoping for. Um, one last thing about the the EMT, he started asking me my, for my information. And you're probably like quit. me, you don't have health insurance. No, I actually do for oh, whatever reason. Lucky you. Um, yeah, but I didn't want to give him any info. Well, he's he not a cop, me. brother. I don't care. I don't care. Just so you know, I Bob, I looked up me. whether or not lead is usually found in uh, pitchforks, and generally it is not. So you're good on lead poisoning. It's, mostly, it's probably steel. It's, it's, probably it's steel. mostly steel, yeah. or Steel and rust, more than likely. Alloy, yeah. Ouch. You're fine. You're fine. You'll be all right. You'll live. So thank you for that. You don't have a lot of that, do you? The guy, after I, I refused to answer his questions, you know, he said, are you a libertarian? I said, you could say something like that. He's like, wow, man, you seem really interesting. We should talk. So the paramedic now wants to talk to me about my crazy anarchist libertarian perspective. <laughs> well, you, got oyster, you got ostriches running around your property. You got goats. <laughs> you got chickens. You got God knows what else you got running around that place. So. Angry firemen and yeah, paramedics. Yeah, angry firemen and paramedics. <laughs> I, I think you had a chicken. Or you had our, our buddy uh, High Speed uh, Chicken over there one time dropping circus. shit off to you. That sounds I mean, awful. Hey, come on. Uh, yeah, well, they were all very nice. See, I could and, do I could do that, but my here's my issue, honey. And you know me, I need to be near the ocean. I couldn't do it where he's doing it or where your dad does it. You can't I farm need to, near the ocean. Why not? Can you farm near the ocean, Bob? Not really. I'm an hour and a half from the ocean. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm 30 seconds from the ocean. Can you farm near the ocean? I don't see any reason. I mean, it's all about soil type, and you'd have to bring in a lot more um, soil. Um, yeah, fill. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to like build a big bed probably and fill that. But a lot of Florida is sandy soil, anyways, and there's ways around it. There's ways to you know, and that's why a lot of people in Florida do raised bed gardens. They put you know a barrier so that the sand does not leach all the nutrients out of your garden bed. And they just grow the beds up. 
Okay. You know, so, so as it, we're speaking of this, growing freedom, uh, growing freedom, freedom, the documentary. That's that's what you're working on. Uh, I believe there is a GoFundMe page for that. Uh, uh, just search go, "Growing Fe- Freedom" on GoFundMe, right? Yeah, there's there's a GoFundMe, and then the website. Knock on wood here. If I don't have any major catastrophes, don't stick a pitchfork in your head or anything, you know. Well, and then uh, yesterday or the day before, we woke up and we had water all over the floor of our house. We had a massive plumbing ca- oh. ca- catastrophe. Oh. Um, Were you able to repair it yourself? Or do you, I wish you lived closer and- to me, dude. I could help you. I wish I lived closer to you. Really, like you're too far. Like you're just at that point that I can't help you. But I can do plumbing, oh, no. electrical, and air conditioning, and all that shit, dude. I know, I know. One of these days, I gotta find an excuse to have you come up here, and and I'll pretend like it's for hanging out, and then I'll just put you to work the whole time. That's fine. I can do that. We'll, we we'll should, have to figure something. We should visit during our yeah. You're not. Trip. I mean, you're you're about three hours from us, from what I figure, and we are going to be passing through there. Um, our our summer vacation this year, we decided to do a camping vacation. So we're here. Uh, well, we're starting up in um, Jenny Springs. Jenny Springs up by Gainesville. Oh, that's so. So you know about the springs up here? Yeah. yeah, my wife goes there with her mom all the time. Oh yeah, so that's the shit. That's right up the street from me. I mean, oh, well, springs. we'll be there. <laughs> we're camping yeah, there I'm for like two days. See you guys there for two or three days. Yeah. Yeah, two or three days we'll be there, and then we're gonna come down. What's the we're next gonna stop? Go up. Oh, to we're the gonna caverns. Go, the caverns. Yeah. Awesome in the Tallahassee area. Yep. Yep, and then we're going to swing down. We're going to take Mikey to Legoland. Yeah, we have to stop through there. Right. And then we're going to Kay Acosta. And then we're going to do Kay Acosta, which is one of the parks down here where we live. We're going to take our boat out and just go camp with our boat. Awesome. Yeah, so it's 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 a it's a different summer vacation. It's a little cheaper, uh, but I didn't realize you were that close to that area. So we are definitely yes, going to get together when, this literally, year. Literally, when you come up to Jenny, you'll take 75 and... I'm at the Micanopy um, exit, which is right on along the way. So, okay. if you can, I'd love for you to no, stop. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're, we will. We will make a make a a, a Bob Tuscan Raz Radio after after almost six years of working together. I mean, we should probably meet in person. Well, I mean, yeah, that'd be nice. But I'll, I, I, I'll I, try I'm, to refrain from being too starstruck. Okay. <laughs> Oh sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I uh, I would love to show you the the homestead though. Yeah, I would love to see in, it. Yeah, in, be awesome. you know, in practice. Well, see, honey, so. Bob's actually down by us a lot. He's in Sarasota and Tampa a lot. Oh, he doesn't want to see us. But he's just never down this way. We're huh. just we're a little bit too further south than where he ever hits. Yeah. And I, yeah, and that's. That's the other thing with this foot injury. I'm not able to work. It sucks. Yeah. You know, I'm really sucks. In bed. So and, you have uh, Aflac? Jesus. Aflac. <laughs> Sorry. It hurt my ears. Hey, it's it's 7.30. You know, I get a little weird towards the end of the show, Bob. But anyway. <laughs> towards the end of the show, that's it? But, well, I'm weird throughout the, the entire time. show, but that, that's just Well, let me tell you about the tetanus shot. Back to my yes. Oh, yes. catastrophic injury. Sorry about the because starbursting. I, I don't know what I'm doing here, and I'm kind of learning as I go. And what the EMT did tell me is, you are a fucking moron if you don't get a tetanus shot. 
Not only that, you're going to die. Bullshit. Okay, so I realized when I texted you from the boat, the sunlight was hitting and I couldn't really see what I was typing and that just was a whole jibber-jabber mess. a really big picture for you. But when you had mentioned that you were worried about this whole tetanus shot and infection situation, what I meant to say in that text was, look up the history of tetanus shots and the actual efficacy of them and how honestly useless those fucking things are i mean the likelihood of you having tetanus is is slim to none and the tetanus shot would be more harmful to you than it would do good and that's the last thing you need to worry about i'm sure you don't have any problem with it well, I did not blindly accept the authority, believe it or not. Um, well, imagine that. Yay. I couldn't imagine Bob not accepting <laughs> authority blindly. I uh, did a little research, and I found a lady by the name of Dr. Suzanne Humphreys. Oh, I've heard yeah. that name before. That's because we've talked about her before. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. And she uh, is a big anti-vaxxer in general, but she's done some of the more in-depth research on tetanus and the efficacy of the vaccines. Um, and she also provided some helpful solutions where she showed several studies of people that actually got tetanus and they were treated with vitamin C, large amounts of vitamin C. And they basically eradicated it with just vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So in lieu of tetanus shots, I am drinking so much vitamin C, it's not even funny. I am using colloidal silver for the wound. I'm wipe, wiping it clean. I've even used a little Rick Simpson oil to put on the wound. Uh, and how are you we'll pain managing, if I may ask? I don't need to. You can, you can kind of just like, you look like a guy that could just hunker down and ignore it. I, it, it, the and I, I mean that, that like you know, honestly, yeah, you, fuck you do. pain medication. He's a man. Well, I don't take pain no. medication, do I, honey? That's right. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean, I, I take pain medication, but it's not really a pain medication oh, we discuss. Okay, so. okay. I'm typical in that respect, but at the same time, <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What a great response, Bob. <laughs> and I and I don't like to ask for directions, but. I am honestly not in a lot of pain. Well, that's good. Well, yeah, that's good to so, hear. Honestly, because you know so you're my buddy, and I worry about that kind of stuff. I've been I've been really concerned about you. I you know it's it, it, it I'm fucking with you, and I've been busting your stones this whole time. But uh, I, I really was. I was worried. I, I told Lexi. I said, "Man, make sure he's okay. Would you Would you reach out to him, please?" Yeah. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay. Like pain wise, I'm just I am genuinely worried about infection, and I think there's good reason to be because of the nature of a puncture wound. Uh, so I went I I the, that day I was bombarded with text messages and calls from friends and family who obviously the vast majority of are not in tune to what's really going on in the world. So. I know the, the problem. Overwhelming, yeah, with the overwhelming amount of concern from loved ones about dropping dead because the womb's going to be infected and I'm going to get tetanus, mm -hmm. I decided to cover my ass the next day or so that I would go to the emergency room 
and see what they say. Have them look at it, see what they say. Now, I maintained complete autonomy. In fact, I didn't even sign any of their paperwork. Nice. It's amazing because when you look at the paperwork that the emergency room gives you, I'm <laughs> sure about 90% of people just blindly sign it. You know, just whatever, just sign the shit. Nobody reads things that they sign anymore. But I actually said to myself, you know, I'm going to read this. So I start reading it. And the first thing it says is that I hereby consent that the hospital can do whatever the fuck they want to me. And I authorize their treatment to anally probe me and fuck me up in any way they see fit. Right. In those words, exactly. It, yeah, that's, it, literally verbatim. That's what it's <laughs> that's, that's legal Dr. terms. Bob, that they use. <laughs> so I said I'm, I'm myself, sorry, this is Pitchfork Bob we're talking to. PC version. <laughs> B- Buzzy Bob renamed you Pitchfork Bob, by the way. That's great. <laughs> you have so, a new alias. So you can tell Buzzard what you think after you're done the show. This is coming from a guy named Buzzard Bob. So, yes. um. <laughs> <laughs> to Pitchfork Bob. Buzzard Bob is saying the Pitchfork Bob. Jeez. Hello, Buzzard Bob from Pitchfork Bob. Um <laughs> So, so I looked at the the intake nurse or whatever, and I and I asked her. I said, "Do I have to sign this? Will you guys refuse me care if I don't sign it?" I can't. Nope. And she said, "She said no." I said, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to take some more time because I'm one of those weird people that likes to just read things. So if it's okay with you, I just want to kind of take some more time before I sign it." I could see. I could so see Bob doing this in the hospital. So he'd be like bleeding she, out on the floor, and this is what he'd be saying. I, I honestly. <laughs> I, I believe this. Hundred percent. Please, thanks. She looked at me. and She's like, um, "Okay, sir." Sir. She, she, she didn't know what to say. So then I go into the room and I'm waiting. And being in an emergency room is traumatic. I don't necessarily consider myself an empath, but I'm not numb to suffering taking place around me and when right. you hear people screaming and traumatic injuries coming in and you know it's it's kind of rough i i don't know how those people do it last night uh last night we had an issue here at our in our family my grandma fell um oh no and and uh pretty traumatic head injury uh again i was an emt for years my wife who was not very good with blood uh, did a great job. I mean, you really held in there, honey. Honestly, I know I didn't pass out or anything. No, you you got white though there for a moment. <laughs> well, uh, I was scooping up two cups of blood with a towel, and it oozed on me. <laughs> you did I good, almost though. fell out, but yeah. I did it. Yeah, you did. Mom said mom was very proud of you for that <sighs> too. I must say, she 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 said. But that, grandma's okay. So. Yeah, grandma's okay. She's she's at home. She's got staples she, in the head. She got four staples. Yeah, she's she's gone through. I mean, she's eighty three years old. You know, I mean. Yeah, the falls, man. That's what starts to get the elderly. Yeah, it, it's horrible. You know, she's had a few of them. Um, but you know, I, I'm sorry. It just popped in my head as we were talking about that. Yeah, well, no, you get all sorts of traumatic stuff like that coming into the ER, man, and. You know, I hear people screaming for their dear life, you know, just like, please, God, help me craziness. Uh, and I'm pretty God calm. is I'm crazy just, itself, but that's me. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? When 
I don't know. When I'm on my deathbed and Were you thinking that when you when you had that fork in your foot, did did God come in your head? Did you want to say, God, please because I'll be honest with you right now. I've done that where I'm in like a situation where I'm and I'm not religious, but when I'm in that situation, I'm, I, I'll accidentally say it, and I'm like, "Wait, wait, just I, I, I need I, no." And I do. I, I, I literally go. That I, I, I didn't mean that. I no, but because I don't believe in them, I don't want to ask them. So when I it's say so it by accident, yourself. when I say it by accident, I go, "Wait, wait, no, I didn't mean that." Just I, I just uh, what do I need to do here? You know, and then I'll, I'll redirect how I'm talking to myself. That's you know, that's what I do. I redirect how I talk to myself. Well, I'm agnostic. Uh, that's how it is. You know, when I'm when I'm not into God is when I'm having a good day, and when I'm into God is when I'm about to jump off a cliff and I'm please God save me. I don't want to fall off this cliff. All right. So I guess I use that card. Selective um, belief. Yeah, when it's, it's hard, man, because you don't want to be like a hypocrite. Because I, again, I do the same. Well, I'm thing. agnostic. Well, I'm so. agnostic too, but but we can't, you know. I mean, that's kind of let. Let's be honest, Bob. That's kind of like a bullshit. Like eh, I don't want to make a decision right now, kind of thing. So just kidding. You're and awesome. I'm the same. Save me. I'm the same. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same. <laughs> uh, so I mean. We pray, dude. Like, people just... We talk to ourselves. We talk to ourselves. I wouldn't call it praying. I talk to myself. I, 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 I try to work my way through what's going on. And and maybe I I'm talking to a God or maybe I'm talking to myself. Who's it's, uh, I'm more naive because I kind of feel like there's this spiritual, karmic, kind of metaphysical world. And for whatever reason, there are times where I'm like, it's really wanting avoiding to saying higher power. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was avoiding saying Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. But these people, I was just, the thought just occurred to me as they're screaming for their dear life and they're saying, God, please help me, that I, I just wondered if they were atheist at their, you know, wit's end. But. Anyway, so the doctors come in. I'm sitting here in the hospital, and the doctors come in, and they look at me, and they say, hey, have you got a tetanus shot? And I'm just saying, uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, and I'm just trying to be kind of evasive with their questions, and they're just like, well, did you get a tetanus shot? And I'm just like, no, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. They're like, "What are you, are you allergic to anything? And I said, are, are you allergic to any medication? And I said, yes. I'm glad you asked. I'm allergic to thimerosal. <laughs> now, at no time did this doctor look at my allergy sheet because if he would have and if he would have known the ingredients in this vaccine, he would not have recommended to me the vaccine. I told them on three different occasions because they asked me three different times. That you were times, allergic to thimerosal. Marisol, yeah. In fact, one of the nurses, to his credit, told the other nurse. The other nurse was like, what's that? And then one nurse was like, oh, I know what he's talking about. And interestingly enough, the nurse that said he knew what he was talking about took me aside. And he said, hey, man, I, I just want to let you know that I, I know what you're talking about. I was in the military, and they shot me up with 30 different shots. Nope. I have no idea what the fuck they gave me. And I've been researching this stuff, and I know that in the flu shot, there's all this junk, and thimerosal is one of it, one of those things. 
And he was telling me about this, and I'm like, holy shit. Here's an RN, a registered nurse, who kind of knew what the fuck was going on. Here's a story for you, Bob, all right? Like I said, I was an EMT when I was – I started doing that when I was 17. I did it till I was about 26 or so, um, and then I was also in the Army. Right. I've had the hepatitis C shots, the, the, the big nasty ones that they – there's a three-round shot. I had to take those to, to remain an EMT. Uh, what I don't even know what they gave me when I went to basic training. All I know is that when you go in the Army – you go into what's called a reception station first, and you usually spend about eh, maybe a week and a half to, to three weeks there, depending upon if you pass all the tests and this and that. And, and, but while you're there, you get your vaccine, and that's usually the the third or fourth day that you're there. You, you'll go in and you'll get your teeth checked out, and you'll get your vaccinations done, you'll get your medical exams done. And then usually the fifth or sixth day, you don't do anything because a majority of the people that just got shot up with a vaccine are laying in their bunk unable to do anything. Wow. And then that's literally what happens when you go in the military. That's that's and the experience I, I had. And this I think was a in, lot of the military men and women out there see that, you know, and they if they think for more than a second about it, they said, well, this is not fucking right. Why are these people all laid up after this? Yeah, yeah, that's what happens, dude. I mean, literally, we spend a day and a half just recovering from the medical tree, you know, the, the and they do it all in one day. So you get your, your teeth fucked with, your, your hair cut, and you get the vaccines all in one day. So you don't know what's going on. There's so many different things going on in your body. You must feel like a lab rat at the end you of that pretty day. Do, you pretty much do. You know, and then, right. the, then the next day they take you out and they give you all your gear and you got to carry all this shit. And it's just here. Fuck you very much. Yeah, it, it's really it's an experience. I, I enjoyed the experience and I'll never give it up. And I'll, I I would never not want to do it again. But really? You yeah, really? Yeah, really. That was a good time for you. Yeah. Fun yeah. times. It, it made me a better man. Oh. It made me. Oh, uh, come on. That's not no, for everyone. It did. No, it did. Honestly, come Bob. On, not everyone's taking that from but, that. Go ahead. I don't know. I just feel like you would have been made a better man if you went to the Rainbow Festival and smoked pot and. Well, I do, do, listen. Or went on like some sort of weird ayahuasca trip with some shaman. Uh, listen, the only time I didn't smoke marijuana was for like the the you know two years that I was. Remember, I wasn't active duty; I was reserve and national guard. So I did both of those. So I never had to like really worry about drug tests too much. So I, it's not like I didn't smoke pot still. Well, I'm not just saying smoke pot. I just mean it, you would have grown in many different settings you know i mean uh, i i felt right. i needed He's that saying you're discounting yourself there's other no ways i felt i needed that some people need that you some some people need that drive day. and that push and and to be to 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 be pushed beyond what they're used to handling well that was a time in your life too where you you were coming into being a man I mean, you'd become a father and everything else, so you were going to. Yeah, remember, Bob, I had a six-year-old a, kid at as this a point. As a human in time. being, you were going to elevate yourself in some way, shape, or form, and you're giving that the credit. You know, I could take my experience during that time period in my life 
and say that had it not been for that situation, I would have never been the person that I am today. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily fair to credit. It's it's just hard to say, though. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. Like, there's so many forks down the road that we have literally (laughs) (laughs) and don't put those forks in your foot that's the worst place for the fork to be but you know that's one of those things where it's like you wonder like if i would not have joined the military then would i be where i am today but see bob i was a i was a navy sea cadet all right the first thing i ever did i was a navy sea cadet and i started doing that when i was 13 years old now now keep in mind my parents were complete liberals back then. Back then? Back then they were. I know mom voted for Trump, but that's because she just can't. She did not. She hated. Yes, she did. She hated Clinton. She couldn't. She could not vote for Clinton, so she voted for Trump. My mother God. voted for Trump. The liberal, like most liberal person, she'd be so mad right now if she knew you were saying this. Well, I'm sure she will eventually. <laughs> but no, she. Yeah, she's like, if she, honey. Before the election, she looked at me and went, if you don't vote for Trump, we we can't have her. So we need oh, Trump. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I do. Remember? I told you that. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's my mom. She, All serious. She was like, a, she loved Bill Clinton. I mean, you know. My grandfather's a staunch Republican. Yeah, well, yeah. You're way <laughs> big time Trump supporter. And, every, and I work with him. So it's like every day I get a lecture about how great Trump is. It's... <laughs> So, Bob, there's, there's something else I want to touch on with you real fast, all right? We got this, and there's one other one if we get to it, but this one might take us long. Um, there was a new uh, study that came out on the, the Telegraph. Uh, uh, chemotherapy may spread cancer and trigger more aggressive tumors, scientists are warning. Yeah, that study. Um, it's like I don't 500 know, it's years old. old. Yeah, I mean, no, that study has been out for a couple years now. Well, why Specific- is it just getting? Why is it just getting traction on July sixth of twenty seventeen? Then why is it on the, the Telegraph then? Maybe it's a new study along the same lines of another study that they had shown where chemo increased the growth of cancer cells, particularly with brain tumors. And you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, yeah, and, and I mean, it, Sean, we talked about this a while back when your uncle passed. Yeah. You know, he got treatment for it, one type of cancer, right. and that treatment Tre- caused, caused the, the, the leukemia. Yeah, leukemia, All right, exactly. Which inevitably... He, he had prostate life. cancer. If they never touched anything, he'd probably still be alive today. He died five, four years ago. Well, I, I'm very discouraged. Um, my friend and colleague, John Vibes... You guys know of John? Oh, yeah, I know the name. Yep. Okay, so John, John's a prolific writer. He's written for the Free Thought Project. He's written for a number of different publications. He's, he, He's was on Ledger. he was on, on with Scott Ledger once. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I remember okay, cool. his interview with him, yep. Yeah, so John's uh, – he's also just a good friend of mine, and he's been helping me co-organize the Free Your Mind Conference. Well, a couple years ago, he got diagnosed – and he's been hitting it hard with Rick Simpson oil and a few other means, but his diet is so fucked up. That's what I was going to gonna ask you. Can I? I wanted to ask you a little bit about his history. Was he ever? Um, was he regularly vaccinated? Was he ever in the military? Was he? He was a mortician. 
Oh, so he handled a lot of you know, a lot of hard chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to that, he's just pretty neurotic about his eating habits, and um, he's been doing his best. Anyways, long story short, well, this month he gave in and decided he was going to do some some chemo. Oh. And it just broke my heart when I read that. My heart just dropped. I don't know what to make of it because here I am. I'm heavily invested in him, you know, beating it with the holistic cures that we know are effective, that we know help a lot of people. And I really wanted him to be kind of the, you know, I'm living vicariously with his experience and wanting him to selfishly be the poster child for, hey, I got cancer, but I'm beating it. Fuck allopathic medicine. Fuck right. chemo. Right. Well, that's something. And, Lexi, and isn't there? I mean, there's got to be. We've somebody, had this discussion, if he gave honey. It four years of, of going a natural approach and doing the whole uh you said he was doing the Rick Neem oil, and what else? Was that it? Oh, he was doing a lot of things. He was doing, he did Rick Simpson oil. He did some B17 Laetrile, I think mostly through just apricot seeds. Um, he did um, like a rife machine style so treatment. Given all that, I mean, would he not give three to six months to changing his diet and seeing how that helped those other things take effect you know i don't know i don't know i, th- I mean i think he, to chemotherapy in a perfect world i i think he has tried with his diet and he's he's i and i don't know i think he's scared in general i don't think it's just the diet i don't think he says hey well if i just fixed my diet then i would be cured i think he's finally to the point where He's starting to see some of his symptoms increase to the point of being scary. And with his back against the wall, he's thinking, hey, they're telling me in a couple months I'll be fine after chemo. Yeah, and that's the thing, Bob. And this is my biggest thing in my mind. And and if we're going to talk about this as people who who have to deal with these kinds of situations. Um. Lexi and I have had this conversation before, and it's it's not something we had lightly. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to suffer after watching family members. I, I've gone through this with family members where I wish, knowing now what I know, and I, I argued back then, but I, I think I would take the the chance. I, I, Honey. But you know, I I say to that. I mean, even with our own son, some. Well, I we, got up. We so always up sort of went the homeopathic route, and this ear infection but, thing's got me messed up. But I'm worried about an ear silly. infection. It's, it's an ear infection. Ear. It's no big deal. Oh. Um, but he uh, <laughs> <laughs> a few months ago he got a cut on the bottom of his foot, which ended up being a staph infection. So you know that's, that's why I'm a little worried listen, about the ear infection. Listen. Um, after a few days because it was just pink at first, but then it started hurting him. So we did take him to the doctor and they had to take a culture so that they could find out what it was, but they wanted to start him on antibiotics right away, which, you know, I'm more of the thought process of use antibiotics sparingly because when you really need them to work, you don't want to be somebody who made a habit of taking antibiotics. Right. You don't want to overdose. Yeah. 
So antibiotics are good if you don't at this point, overdo it. His toe is getting worse, and we, you know, I was just like, you know what, we're gonna have to start. Like, I don't want to take a risk. And when we were going through all of that, I was scared because then I start reading up on the possibilities of what he had. When you start reading, well, that's about what's going staph on with Bob's infection. head right now. I know when you start thinking about staph infection and things like that. It is really hard to make the decision as to whether or not treat that with prescription drugs, you know, and but, you know, this was our son's life and I decided to go the antibiotic route. He had to do two rounds of antibiotics, actually. He had to get a stronger one. After the culture result came back, they found an antibiotic that worked with it better. And it's just like these things happen and sometimes... You know, yeah, I didn't want to take that risk. That's keep, um, my son's keep, life, and I understand completely. And and you have some time to restore his gut fauna, right? Um, you know, just probiotic him to death and get his gut nice and healthy after the antibiotics have run their course. And and of course, in addition to the tetanus, the only other thing that I was offered at the hospital for my wound here was antibiotics. You know, and there's no signs of infections, uh, infection as of right now, but it's such a serious threat of infection with this kind of wound that they really wanted me to take antibiotics. So I filled the script. Um, that's all I did. They, okay. he, it was funny because the doctor had some infatuation with me starting the first pill there in front of him. Well, um, I mean, you might be able to wait if there's no sign of it yet. Wait for a culture to come back to see what it is and then they're going to run tests to see what antibiotics treat it best so if it is a situation where you have to take them at least you're taking something that will be effective that you're not doubling up on yeah i i should i should if i do have to get there i should have them do a culture for sure because uh you should have a culture done already Yeah, well, they didn't offer that. That's for sure. Wow, that so. should have been first. Yeah, they, they want to check. Well, he didn't have an active. Well, wait, hold on. He, he didn't well, have an active no infection. Of right. I so guess it's yeah, no there's big no deal. culture yeah. if there's no active sign of infection. So you're do, you're yeah, don't trying. let her freak out, Bob. Relax. I'm sorry. Right. I'm still worked up about my son's toe. My <laughs> I wasn't paying. I was bad, trying to like bad. set other things up, and, and I heard. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. silver. So that and yeah, and here's the thing. I'm I'm doing everything in my wheelhouse possible to to get this fixed in fact speaking of antibiotics you know i've been taking the colloidal silver and the vitamin c and i've been taking a lot of vitamin c but i have this doctor friend who is a holistic doctor interesting guy and i know he does iv vitamin vitamin c fluid right through like an iv for he does cancer patients that kind of thing so i called him up and yesterday i went to get the vitamin C through the IV. Well, I got there and I hadn't seen this doctor in a while and his foot was amputated. Really? Yeah. And here I am feeling like I'm in a fucking Seinfeld episode (laughs) because he got his fucking foot amputated because of a wound that got out of control and they amputated his foot. So here I am going to this holistic doctor <laughs> who's got no foot <laughs> on my foot Man. who got his own fucking foot amputated. I feel like I'm in a Jerry Seinfeld episode. We can't or even call like him Four Toed Jones. We got to call him Left Foot Larry. 
dude, how do you go to a doctor for a foot that's fucked up that you don't want amputated who has his own foot getting amputated? You know, that's like going to a fucking dentist with bad teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. That is pretty bad, brother. All right, uh, Bob, I, I'm, I'm out of time, brother. I mean, I, I hate to end it on that, but uh, where can people find you? Where can people go fund me, uh, Growing Freedom, give me it all? Um, so the new website, this is a, a first, is going to be at growingfreedom.net. Okay, growingfreedom.net. Yeah, because the .com they want like $5,000 for and they can go fuck themselves. So uh, growingfreedom.net we'll have to do for now. And I should be up in about a week or two. And on that website, it'll be kind of the hub for the film Growing Freedom, uh, for the podcast, also by the title Growing Freedom. And in addition to that, we're going to have a great slew of writers writing for us. So I have daily content, all practical, all solution oriented. And uh, hopefully we'll get that up as long as there's no other forks in the road. Well, I I hope, you know, Bob, I'm not really trying to do this for any specific reason, but as you do this growing freedom documentary, you really should go talk to Salty. You really should go see his layout and see his situation because he's doing the same type of thing. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I got a chance to talk more homesteading stuff with him the other day. I mean, we still had fun, but the other day I called into a show, and I definitely want to check it out. Now, wait till you between, meet him. You think it's fun on the radio? Wait, that's my father. Oh, really? wait till you meet him, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that day. Um, so, where is he in compare? In he's in Arcadia, Arcadia area. So Arcadia. north of you. Uh, about hour, yeah, about an hour northeast of us. So closer to Tampa? No. No, you would just go more inland east. Yeah, he's he's inland. He's like, uh, let's think here. Uh, if you were to come down, yeah, no, you can't really describe where Arcadia is. There's a lot of Mexicans and, um. Was where the first railroad coupling was yeah, made. Yeah, the first railroad coupling was made in Arcadia. I'm just Google Arcadia. It's like middle of nowhere fucking Florida. So when you Google County. it, that's what it actually says. Nowhere land. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> but he's just got a great garden. Arcadia and it, it took me to Greece. I guess there's a Greece, <laughs> a Greek island called Arcadia. There might be. You might want to put FL after that Google search. Yeah, I think so. Just it's 159 miles away from me. There's a Walmart Supercenter right in the hub there. Yeah, but you it's really, it's up. a scary Walmart. Oh, not nice. That's a small town. A lot of Mexicans. I mean, he's like the equivalent of where Lakeland is. To you, but, yeah. Well, to Tampa. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Wow. Wow, okay. yeah, it's, it's scary. It's pretty, but it's scary. But he's got a great farm. He's got everything going. He's doing it right. He knows what he's doing. He's he, Like I said, you should you should add it in the dock. I really it's think that would be a good He's not that far from you. It's, it's an hour from me. Really? Yeah. You got to remember, Don't I'm on a little penis. Englewood? Well, we're in the little vagina at the bottom of Florida. There, the it's hell? like a little peninsula that's like a like a labia. Really? No. Yeah, it's just it's not that far from me. It doesn't look that far. Huh. You go through Port Charlotte, yeah, and then you go up, 
wow, it's an hour and a half? Uh, no, it's a, it's an hour and five minutes. You wouldn't quite get to Port Charlotte from where you are. Port Charlotte's horrible. I hate Port Charlotte. Place. Stop yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you would never No, he's talking about from he's googling where we are. He knows where we live, Port so Charlotte's he's googling us. Cool, but see, the difference is you're Bob, you're you're googling Inglewood. We're actually in Rotunda or Placida, which is another 15 minutes from the highway. And that's what uh, most people don't understand is when you come down to our little peninsula, it takes us for us to get to 75 is 20 minutes. Yeah, we're on Lemon Bay. Very cool. So it's, it's a beautiful area. I love where I live. Anyway, I, I the show is over, man. We got to go. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks we, for calling. We love you, Bob. Bob Tuscan, BobTuscan.com, uh, IntelHub.com, Growing Freedom. Go, go. By the way, uh, Sean, Intel Hub's been gone for probably five years now. No, but that's I, okay. still, I still Stop get it. stuff from that. Are you? Oh, no. You, you haven't been there. You know, IntelliHub is a thing, but that's because the Intel Corporation sued Intel Hub. Right. Well, but so it, it's, it. is what's his face still part of it, though? Um, um, Shepard still Shepherd, does. Shepard, Alan Ballas, yeah. He still does IntelliHub. Okay. Well, then you're correcting uh, my pronunciation. Right, sorry. I'm sorry. I, talk, I don't talk well sometimes. I love you, Bob. Aww. All right. See you guys. Love you. Talk Bye, Bob. Bob. Hey, brother. Hey, I'm glad your foot's okay, and I, I'm sorry I busted your stones. And when you come up uh, to Jenny Springs, you We're better come. I'm literally right on your way. In fact, I'll go to the Springs to hang out with you guys, too. Now, you got a deal. We got, we got a double deal. We'll come see your layout, and you come hang out in the Springs with us. Oh, yeah. I mean, we go. I, I take my son to the Springs often. It's, double deal. Double deal, yeah, brother. All right, good. All right. Bye. We're, we're going to do it. Aww. August. End of July, August, brother. Good talking to you. Finally. Yay. Yeah. We meet Bob Duskin. All right, guys. Uh, what a great night. I, I really enjoyed that, honey. What did you think? We're going a little long on our other one, so I mean. Good times. The uh, the disruption network is gone, but that's just because that's what happens after. I think Bob's eight. probably stressed out now. <laughs> I love Bob. <laughs> I really, I can't wait to meet him. That's That's actually, I'm looking forward to that like you wouldn't believe. To actually meet Bob Tuscan in person. That's going to be fun. Awesome. All right, guys, I really appreciate your time. I know, uh, um, I don't know, it's over. I love you. Love you. Check out Gorilla Radio and Natty Jeff. They're on, on, on Radio Chaos or Radio Confluence. I'm sorry. And then on, uh, let's see, we got the D. We got Ease Bees and Bits, Beats. They already started. Just check it all out. Love you guys. Peace out. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced. To love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes. But it takes a long time. The dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this red race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off 
Let me out. Thoughts inside my mind. 